Hello, friend. Welcome to Mr. Rewatch, your Mr. Robot recap podcast, brought to you today by a stand-up comedian and a person brave enough to make their living by being a writer. How exciting. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. Uh, some people also know me as IpsyFactJ48 on Reddit. Uh, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for being here with us. No problem. So now, maybe first I can ask you, can you tell us how you fit into Robot Nation? Well, I'm, uh, I've been writing about the show since ser- uh, season one. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a couple interviews with Sam Esmail early. And uh, so that kind of got things started. And ever since then, I've just been writing pretty regularly. I do a lot of thought pieces, and then I also do uh, recaps. So I have a question for you. Is Sam Esmail as nice as I think he would be? He is unbelievably nice. Like, I I don't understand why he's as gracious as he is. I'm just some, you know, idiot out in the middle of nowhere who wrote him once and he just started writing me back and was super nice every time I've ever talked to him. Oh, I love that. It's crazy. It's nice when people are accessible to fans because I think Mr. Robot fans are very active, I think. So it's nice that they actually engage. Yeah, he actually also engages on all the platforms. He'll show up on Reddit. He'll show up on you know Twitter. He'll show up on uh, really everywhere I am. Uh, and he he even when he doesn't write, it becomes apparent that he he actually pays attention to what people are saying, and he does read a lot of it. So let's talk a bit about this past season. Mm-hmm. So first, I want to ask you about the good stuff. What are your favorite parts of season three? Well, I mean, I think overall, I thought the pacing was really great. I think the uh, a lot of the director stuff was really amazing. Uh, there were some shots that are as good as I've ever seen on any television show. There was the uh, shot in uh, Runtime Error, which I think was three three uh, three dot four, with the Angela inside the building, but the shot was from on top of the building. I mean, that's just a spectacular shot. I mean, I'm sure it was manufactured in some ways, but it still just looked spectacular. And I thought the uh, constructed shot of Elliot outside of Angela's apartment in Don't Delete Me, which I think is 3-7, was a really incredible shot. Uh, So there's a lot of really interesting like uh, visual stuff throughout the season that I thought was really outstanding. But probably my favorite like moment in the season was uh, in Don't Delete Me uh, was the moment where Muhammad talked, the kid Muhammad talks about being the first person in his family to qualify to run for president, which I thought outside of the show or inside of the show was something you I really hadn't seen on television was a Muslim child talking about being president. I thought that was really pretty cool given the political climate, et cetera. Not, not meaning to get too political, but I thought it was a really powerful moment. I found myself tearing up at a lot of moments in that episode, I think. Yeah, it was one of the one of the stronger episodes I've seen for sure. Uh, I also thought uh, Elliot gave a speech in the, the the premiere that was really good. I thought it really was important to his character arc. Uh, it was the if you read Red Wheelbarrow, uh, a lot of Red Wheelbarrow and a lot of season two, in my opinion, was about uh, taking responsibility for Five Nine, and I think that was really the first time he gave a voice to it, you know, out loud like that. Right. Yeah. So. And this may have changed for you over the seasons, but did you have a favorite character this season, someone who really struck you or made an impression? 
Well, the first, really the first writing I ever did was about a show called Vinyl, or some of the first writing I ever did was about a show called Vinyl on HBO, because I'm a big music fan too. And uh, uh, the actor who plays Irving, Bobby Cannavale, was the main character in Vinyl. So I was a big, big Irving fan from the beginning. Uh, I, my my all-time favorite character is still White Rose, though. I'm a, I'm a pretty much a White Rose fanatic, so... <laughs> Oh, so this is interesting. So Bobby Cannavale, um, I'm I'm kind of n- new to him. What's your favorite role you've seen him in? Oh boy, he's in so much stuff. I mean, like he shows up in. I don't know if he just is trying to like he's like the Samuel L. Jackson of the last couple of years, where he just shows up in a million movies. Like I, I saw, I, he tweeted something the other day. And the same day that he tweeted, I'd seen him in two movies. So what? that's kind of, a, yeah, I saw him on one, one movie that I was watching at the moment he tweeted on television and I'd seen him, I do movie reviews and I'd seen him in uh, that really, no, don't mean to offend him, but really bad uh, Jumanji movie <laughs> earlier that night. And so he's in a lot of stuff. I, I, I still, I love, I, I love vinyl a lot. Uh, it, it's, it, it's not a great it's not a great television show, but there's enough, especially if you're a music fan in there to really keep you going. That's, that's where I really started to like him. So now let's talk about, so thinking of season three, actually, you know, I've got two different questions I want to ask you about this. So I'm a little bit in awe because as our listeners will know, I've had one correct theory ever and it was very minor, but you actually caught on to a pretty big plot point before the rest of us. Do you want to talk about how what it was and how you how you clued into it? Well, I'll talk about this probably a little bit more later too. But one of the uh, real joys for me of Mister Robot is that it's a show that puts a million details out there, and they just put them out there, and all of them end up being relevant at some point. And so a lot of times what I try to do is just sift through all the details and try to find something that doesn't make sense. And in this particular instance, there kept being mentions of 71 buildings and they kept, it seemed making almost a point of saying 71 buildings. And then they sent out some supporting materials over the season. Uh, there was a, uh, if you have like a, 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 one of the, one of their accounts with, uh, with either eCoin or with, uh, you know, ECOR, they send out a lot of documents and they sent out a couple of documents that were maps and they were like maps to the 71 facilities. And I was like, this is getting ridiculously specific. And at the end of season two, they also had this scene where uh, Terrell is looking at a map of the 71 facilities. And I just decided, hey, what if he's, they're going to attack the 71 facilities instead of attacking the one? And I wrote an article about it about a month before uh, they did the reveal. And so that really was just playing detective and just sitting there and looking through all the clues. Uh, So that was pretty much that. (laughs) It was pretty fun though. It was like uh, they had a, they had a thread on Reddit that was like, congratulations to me, which was kind of funny. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this show is all about detective work in a way like they're, you know, I feel like the writers are laying out so many clues for us all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think that one of the points is that, you know, a lot of people like to say that Elliot is an unreliable narrator, which is is true. But I think really what I hope Sam is calling into question is the notion of reliability in general, or the idea that there is such a thing as an objective perspective. Uh, I mentioned that only because, you know, Elliot 
is really there to mislead us in a lot of ways from clues. And so all the clues are there, but he doesn't necessarily point to the ones that are important all the time, I guess. And so I try to look at all of them. So now let's talk about this season. Did you see, were there any things you didn't like or any shortcomings you saw? Yeah. uh, For the first time in history, I wrote, I guess, what could be called a negative response or a negative recap of the finale. Uh, I mean, I've been writing about the show for a really long time. I've probably written hundreds of articles about it. And that's the first time I've ever felt negatively, which is weird because I think everybody mostly loved the finale. Uh, I feel like that it's the first time that the fundamental, well, here's the problem. The fundamental motivations for the entire show are based on two things. The first thing is that Edward Alderson pushed Elliot out the window. Uh, And the second one is that E Corp killed both Elliot and Angela's parents or caused them to die from, from cancer. Uh, The finale, while there had been plenty of hints that this was going to be the case, the finale took out one of the two major motivations for the entire first three seasons and didn't really suggest, and I, you know, like I said, I, I look very carefully at a lot of the, the, the preceding information, and my opinion really didn't ground it or even suggest that there had been grounding for it in any other possible explanations. And uh, for me, it felt a little bit like a betrayal. I don't mean to say that like I'm mad at the series or anything, because the one thing I've always counted on is that the show is a little bit like a game in that. All the details are there if you just put them together correctly. And it was the first time I had felt like all the details weren't there. And that uh, worries me because I think the shows that I used to love and have grown to be a little bit frustrated with, like uh, one of the shows I write the most about and probably am equally uh, read about is Game of Thrones. And one of the things that's really uh, made me upset about Game of Thrones is kind of the ad hoc way that they've started writing the show. Uh, so that the writers just kind of write themselves out of corners that they've created. And Mr. Robot really hasn't done that. They, you know, up to this point, they've basically made the corners a feature and they've already thought of the answers well in advance. And so this worried me a little bit. Uh, there were a couple of other things that frustrated me about the finale, but that was, uh, I, w- I would say I was more concerned by the finale than angry, but there were, there were some hints in the finale that suggested that maybe some things were becoming unmoored from what I think were kind of the rules of the show previously. I hope that's not true. It's I could be wrong. <laughs> that the, the discrepancy between the way Elliot remembers the window incident and what is revealed to him was the one flaw I also picked out where I thought this just doesn't feel like it holds true to me or that it, or what, what storytelling purpose does this revelation have for us? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, especially, you know, I mean, the last, uh, after season uh, one and two, I spent virtually the entire year being able to write new content just based on all the unanswered questions and that had been suggested and teased, but weren't really answered. And I don't get that feel. I'm not feeling that kind of, uh, because I feel like there's a lot of, that a lot of the unanswered questions that there aren't clues for me to go look and find, you know, it's, I don't think it suggested as many ideas as the previous seasons, maybe because it was such an action filled season. I don't know. And so now in this 
Susan, we are working with a little bit less to base our predictions on than we normally are, but do you have predictions for season four or anything you're really hoping to see in season four? Well, one of the really, I guess I would say, gutsy things about season three was that it started with a tease of the part, the particle accelerator inside the Washington Township facility, and then never really paid that off except to make a couple of hints, which is pretty brave to go 10, you know, just to tease something at the beginning of a season and then not really pay it off at all for 10 episodes. Uh, I guess hopefully that'll be, but there are a bunch of different, uh, theories of what is going on there that have been really suggested for at least a year and some for longer than that. Uh, there's a, you know, obviously the time travel and parallel universe theory. There's the simulation theory that everybody talks about. Then there's kind of the theory that people associate with the my writing, which is the Dr. Strangelove theory. So I guess I'm going to stick with my my theory, which I've had for over a year now, which is that White Rose is actually engaging in mining cobalt and coltan in the Congo in order to uh, create a dirty bomb or some kind of bombs that are going to ignite a war between Iran and the United States. That's, you know, there's a couple of hints in the the last season that suggest that that's still possibly in play, especially when White Rose made the comment. Well, it was Zhang, but when Zhang made the comment about... uh, about a war being good for business. There were a couple of other ones, but uh, yeah, there's some, that's, that's the, you know, I'm more, I've always been more on the uh, realist to, uh, kind of explanation of Mr. Robot, as opposed to the science fiction kind of Mr. Robot. Although I appreciate all the theories. I think they're all very interesting. People put a ton of work into like the simulation theory. If you've ever read any of the people who write about that, it's really interesting stuff. It is really interesting stuff. And probably Reddit is a good source if our listeners wanted to find out more about the different theories that are out there about what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where everybody obsessively spends all their time writing about these theories, including (laughs) me. (laughs) So if people wanted to read more about your theories, get more into your work, and also you do a ton of TV writing. So if they wanted to pick up on some of the other stuff you're doing, Josh, how could they find you? Well, my blog is on piratesatellite.com, and that's uh, where I do – I've done a lot of the Mr. Robot stuff there, and a lot of my TV recaps are there. I do a lot of writing on Medium. Uh, I'm Josh H. on Medium. Uh, I write on Reddit Reddit as ipsyfactj48, which is Y-P-S-I-F-A-C-T-J-48. And then on Twitter, I'm on piratesat, at on piratesat, which is a reference to an old Clash lyric, if anyone – is a music fan. Uh, so those are places you can find me. Thanks for listening to Mr. Rewatch. We recorded this episode today between Ontario and Michigan. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays to everybody. Yes. Happy holidays. <laughs>